Kitchen Radio on air on C Community Radio every Friday at 5.30. Good evening, Rita. Welcome to Kitchen Radio on this, your very final show. Thank you. This is part two of The Goat Show. The Goat Show. I know. I did enjoy last week's Goat Show. Yes. And it inspired me so much. I felt I'd done as much goat's milk and goat's cheese cooking I could do. So I just really, I just segued naturally onto goat's meat. Yes. Yes, I do. I do eat meat, but uh, I definitely the whole goat concept. I've it's not a new thing. I've been into it. The idea of uh, you know I'm wanting wanting to learn to milk, so I was thrilled to have a bit of a chance to do a little goat milking apprenticeship, a mini goat milking apprenticeship. But also, yeah, got super excited about a few other goat product type mm-hmm. things available in Alice Springs or available to me locally. So yeah, so here we are talking about goat's meat so goat's meat is available readily in alice springs in your supermarkets but in your butchers so at milner but there is a new butcher out at larra pinta called larra kia is it yeah cute yeah i'm pretty sure that's what it's called i might check that uh lindsay there gave me his card today and he's selling whole goats as i think are milner meats you can actually buy whole goats here yes and what's more for quite a long time now or at least long time as in at least 12 months i think up in the iga here at east side and i imagine the other igas there's a there's been a sign saying whole goat available please ask so i'm assuming that's because milner meats has now started supplying to the iga chain here locally that's my understanding but goat meat is definitely on the rise i remember buying it years back rita from the butcher buying cutlets and different things for you know barbecues or stews and delicious or a whole leg and uh really quite inexpensive but it has definitely skyrocketed in price and uh, it is expensive it's like about 19 dollars a kilo yeah okay i didn't pay attention maybe that's all meat is that yes well it's definitely gone up in price but um you know it's also definitely skyrocketed in Mm. uh in popularity so which is you know fantastic it's, yeah. a, it's a wild meat. It is a wild meat because, in fact, 90% of the goat's meat that you get in Australia is, is wild goats. Yeah, which, which to me makes, it think, makes me think, it well, it's, it's flavourful, but also hopefully that animal has had a, a uh, much better life. Hopefully it's had a better life than a, than a factory farmed animal yeah. bef- before it's culled for meat. Yeah. They do put them in feedlots before they're slaughtered, but um, they have had a wild life. I hope to think so too, but you know what, Beck? Out I actually there in the dusty paddock <laughs> somewhere there hoping in to South die. Australia. Yeah, I prefer goat's meat to lamb because you mm. know fine goat's meat is not as strong. It doesn't have as strong a smell as lamb. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. I don't find lamb meat uh, problematic in the smell, but just I just definitely like the idea of it, and I love that full flavour and yeah, just yep. slightly less fatty or considerably less fatty. Even though I'm not opposed to fat, fat yep. is the new black in my life. Yeah, yeah. I like I like fat too, but um, not necessarily in my meat. Yes. Yep. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I like lean meat. Mm. So there's a few things you can do with goat's meat, and we were fortunate enough to um, spend the afternoon with someone who was, uh, what would you say, not necessarily experimenting with goat's meat, but certainly we'd asked her to use goat's meat in a context that she she hadn't normally used yeah we had a gorgeous afternoon with uh, a dear woman my friend named coco who is a uh, from hong kong and is very much into exploring the you know the fusion concept i guess so applying her chinese cooking background uh, or you know his experiences from home uh, to local cuisine and local ingredients so 
We had a fabulous afternoon making dumplings. My first time, your first time. Wontons, excuse me. We did plan to make dumplings, but I brought the wrong wrapper. (laughs) Being a dumb Westerner, having no idea. No, I did have an idea and it said wonton on the packet, but couldn't find the dumpling ones. So there you go. So um, do you think we should just have a listen to our afternoon with Coco? Let's have a listen. Great. So I'm here with Coco and Beck. And Coco, what are we making? Lisa was making dumpling, but now we are making wonton. Oh, okay. Because Beck bought wonton wrappers and not dumpling wrappers. I think they're so out, if you can't see them. Yeah. So what's the difference between a wonton wrapper and a dumpling wrapper? Round and square and different, oh. different texture and way of wrapping. Okay. So the dumpling one is round. My last um, I make... Oh, this is one, so I make dumpling. Yeah, and this one pan fry is easier. This one time normally uh, eat with soup, so okay. I also make soup so we can make two. Okay, mm-hmm. and a little bit this one. Okay. And what's special about these wontons, not dumplings? Actually, the ingredient is the same, so it's just different shape, different texture. And different way of wrapping, so they are actually very similar. So we've got carrot and leek. Carrot, leek, leek Chinese mushroom. mushroom, ginger with a Chinese cooking wine. Fresh ginger, yeah. Yeah, and lemon juice is with the sauce. Later we dip into the sauce, and we also have capsicum and cabbage and the meats. Back uh, bought the goat meat. Have you used goat mints before? No, I have goats uh, mints before, like just eating. I like that. Mm. But this is the first time I make dumpling or wonton with goat mints. I'm really excited to try. Yeah. Normally I, I make um, a lot of uh, kangaroo mints, or I also try camel mints. I personally quite like the camel mints because they are less strong. Mm-hmm. Flavor as kangaroo. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And traditionally, is goat used in base cooking? Traditionally, is pork and prawn, or just pork with different kinds of vegetables. The back's hard at work cooking. Coco's done all of this pre-preparation. We managed to run very late. Just put this back and dice it more. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because they are hard, so yeah, yeah. smaller is better. And Bex just got to chop her carrots a bit finer. So the leek is for the filling, not just for the soup. Uh, this part is for the filling. Uh, I use that part to make the soup as well, just utilize everything. So the top for the soup. So traditionally these wontons would have leeks in them? Um... I would say a little, not not really traditional, uh, okay. but depends on the, the demographic and the location, because we are in Australia, mm-hmm. and it's leek actually is very very common. Mm. But I never, I don't really eat leek when I was in Hong Kong, but in China, in sometimes certain part of China, it also pretty common. Mm-hmm. So I really think that depends on and people mm. pretty creative. And the good thing about dumpling is you really can add anything 
and it tastes good, then you you can keep it. If not tastes good, then you can. <laughs> <laughs> but what there must be is the core, like having sort of shallots or onions and carrots. Yeah. And just balance the, the meat. Yeah. And sometimes uh, different meat, and then they put different ingredients. Meat, vegetable, and color. Yeah. Color flavor. Family activity, or depends on some culture, some family. The mother is very quick, and then they like to eat. They can eat it very often. But in my culture, it's not really a common thing. But because my father lived in northern part of China when he was young, he he learned up he ate this one and he really like it. So when I was young, we we make it as family thing. So we would prepare everything and all help uh, with wrapping. Mm. Nice. So it's a good activity. So would you, your mum would prepare the filling? Yeah, and then we just uh, wrap it together. Because like, it's making hundreds. Yeah. Depends on how many people, can be thousands of dumping. <laughs> it's hard for one person to make it. Yes, is it fine enough? There's I just don't know, yeah. check yeah. I just, there's yeah. some chunky, some fine. So have you found you've even. adapted your, say, traditional Chinese cooking and what you're not living in Alice Springs because you've got less access to ingredients? Or? Ah, then I, I, I like to be creative and adapted to the local. So I start to use kangaroo and camel and these kinds of ingredients. So, yeah, I, it's okay. Doing this radio show, Coco, we, we were talking about that one a while back with just the interest of that fusion type cooking and when you made that kangaroo tail soup mm. Chinese style kangaroo tail soup yeah. it just was really exciting it's like of course it works oh. so well yeah that slow cooked fine broth yeah meaty broth with yeah very few just a simple simple ingredients yeah. should I k- yes and please. dicing yes yep. thank you you wouldn't think about using a food processor I want to buy a good one like can chop like this yeah. but I don't want the one that mash thing everything yeah. mm. then you can't taste the texture nice little chopping okay. all going in the same bowl yes so have you got other um favorite recipes Fish? you've been playing with like for fusion food Hong Kong Food or food that you've learned from other places that combining with kangaroo or not you were telling me about the other campfire cooking. But oh yeah, the camp stew, stew yeah. kangaroo tail. Yeah, that one I like too. Yeah, and was that like a fusion style with um, Asian flavors or? Yeah, I would say because I put so- soy sauce. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I've always got this theory that what you you get in say Chinese restaurants or in Thai restaurants or Italian or Greek restaurants is not necessarily what people eat at home. Mm-hmm. And there's a whole lot of other foods that, for yeah. whatever reason, were never seen as commercially viable or yeah. in yeah. the market. Yeah. And you never know what those foods are unless you go into people's homes yeah. and they'll cook you something like this and you're like, yeah. well, I've never come across anything like a mm-hmm. tomato. Yeah. So you you love cooking? Yeah, I love cooking. Yeah. And I learn I like to learn different cultures cooking. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So I'm making the sauce. Is this the dipping sauce? Yeah. So what's in there? So you've got a soy sauce. And soy sauce, and then I'll put uh, lemon. 
if I don't have lemon, then I put uh, apple cider vinegar. Is that something you do here? You wouldn't do that if you were living in China, or oh, I love always with dumpling. I always like this sauce. Uh -huh. But I mean, apple cider vinegar replacing oh, yeah. it with lemon. Yeah, lemon. it's very local. Yeah, <laughs> I really like apple cider vinegar. Me too. So even though if I go to Hong Kong, I would look for it. Mm. Ah. So but lemon, lemon is really good too because uh, it helps to absorb the, the meat, like the nutrition from the meat, but also very tasty, mm -hmm. fresh. Mm. And is that coriander you're chopping up? Yeah. Is this for the sauce yeah. or the filling? For the, the sauce. sauce. So, so you, and it's got shallots in there too, is it? Yeah, a little bit of uh, spring onion. Okay, so spring onion, coriander, lemon juice, soy sauce. Yep. No sugar or uh, no sugar. I don't really cook with sugar. And then um, a little bit of oil. I use a little bit of um, olive oil and a little bit of um, sesame oil. Sesame oil. And um, you guys okay with chili? Yeah, I am. Yep. A bit of chili. And that's smell. peanut and chili? Yeah. Mm, that brand is some. good. I've had that that brand from Ling's, the one with the black beans. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, so can good. you can have black beans. And do you use it as an ingredient or do you use it like as a condiment? Sauce. My brother sauce. really liked to mix this one with peanut butter. Yeah. As a sauce. Mm. Yeah. Try a little bit? Yeah, sure. This one is. Mm. Mm. It's yummy. Yeah. Is it Yum. salty enough? Yep. Yeah. And yeah. vinegar enough? Yep. Uh, yeah, definitely. Well, that, yeah, I think so. That little taste, that's beautiful. I think it might be enough. You've done a beautiful oh, job there, oh. Vic. There's the, the wine with the ginger. Ah, oh, wine with ginger. So I'm going to mix them together. So we need the sauce. We need some salt. A little bit of salt. Pepper. I don't know where I have an exact recipe. I just mm -hmm. <laughs> coriander. Some coriander salt and some vegetarian mushroom oyster sauce. That's yeah, normally I use a normal a normal oyster, but I don't want out. So this is the leftover. So I just use. So about a ham is that about a tablespoon, do you think? I'll say three. Okay. Mm. 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 Yeah, that's good. And then we put the oil last to seal it up. Spice. It is it good. Spice. Are you happy with those veggies? Is that good? Is yeah. That how they're chopped? Cool. It looks like good um, portion of meat to vegetable. Yeah. To me, anyway. I'm looking forward to this because probably the most dumplings I've had have either been commercially made or from Confucius dumpling. And about a teaspoon, is it flour or yeah, corn, flour? Like corn flour? Yeah, just corn flour. So 
I can stop nothing. Yeah. Just one skin at a time. I don't take it all out because they would dry out pretty yeah. easy. Yeah, okay. Yeah. About mm -hmm. And then we need to do just the edge. Yes. Yeah. So you haven't made these before, Rita? No. Okay. So and then a, a few dots cooking. A few yeah. dots on the surface as well. Oh which? Oh water. Yeah, just a few dots, not too okay, much. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Not there, just a few okay. dots here. Oh, all right, sorry. <laughs> I think I'm not very confident with. Yep. Maybe so, and then you just wrap it like this. This one. Oh. And this one. And this one. Wow. Oh. And then it looks. Oh. Nice. And then we put it like this. Ooh. Okay, oh. so this. This. And time action. Yay! All right. It's going to take me a bit of work to get that right. Yeah. Get another one here. Yeah. I can do the rest so of it. So try not to get it too wet, okay. otherwise um, it will stick together. It will ah. stick that to the Okay. Right? Yep. Sorry. No problem. Okay. And if you're not sh not confident, then you put less. It's easier to wrap. Yes. Otherwise okay. it will break. Further, a little bit further. Yeah, that's perfect. That's looks really <laughs> good. Weren't those wontons? amazing they were they were delicious and uh, and also just thanks so much to coco for her time this afternoon but uh they're trying we also got to try some dumplings uh, yes that, we did some that pork and prawn and then some and some vegetarian vegetarian dumplings. ones with cheese in them yeah don't mention the cheese i okay. thought they were delicious yeah but, they were delicious but somehow it was a challenging concept we didn't like the fusion going back the other way did no we? no i, I don't <laughs> actually i have a problem with fusion generally it's, it's do just, you yeah, i do have a problem with fusion oh I've said it before and the moment that coco had mentioned the cheese i knew i was gonna it was gonna have, be an obstacle for me <laughs> i thought they were really tasty in fact the goat was a bit of an obstacle for me oh. but I, I that was okay you know but um yeah, I don't know. It's interesting, the point. It's kind of like a line, an arbitrary line, which gets crossed sometimes yeah. for me. And I, yeah. I'm, I'm not going to spend any more time thinking about that, but so it's what, interesting. what did you think about the idea of a, a rutail soup, but Chinese style? But see, that's okay, because as yes. I said, I'd... Um, I think it's Billy Kwong's restaurant in Sydney where I'd had uh, wallaby tail, which yeah. had been cooked with a plum sauce, and it was amazing. So I had no issues with that, and I don't have any issues with cooking kangaroo yes. um, within an Asian style. So I, I'm not quite sure why Where's certain the... fusion elements just don't do it for me. Possibly okay. things with cheese in Asian food yeah. cross the line for me. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas like goat in a wonton, that's okay. Oh, okay. I thought you said yeah. you had a slight issue with the A little goat. bit, but I I'll take were, that out. Yeah. But they, yeah. they tasted so good. And because there were so many vegetables there, it really didn't matter what the meat was. I mm. mean, that's what I'd say at the end of the day. Yeah. So if it was a really strong meat, maybe with lamb, I wouldn't, I don't think it would work with lamb. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It does seem, it does seem classically a uh, chicken, pork, seafood, yeah. you know, chicken, pork, prawn or vegetarian type uh, yeah, way, but, doesn't it? But um, how much is just that our conditioning? Like yeah. I do wonder if we, every time we went to eat something with prawns, we just ate, put witchetty grubs instead. Yes. You know? Could yeah. we eventually overcome that? Because witchetty grubs, prawns, they're just quite similar. Are they? Yeah. Except for the sea part. Yeah. And which the grubs are a bit eggy, but we're way we're way off track here. So oh, yeah. back to the goats. We did are. you what? Did you feel? Do you think we should have a little bit of a goat? No, I don't think it's appropriate to have the goats no. bleeding in the background. Maybe not. Not bleeding, bleeding, bleating. Um, there is one thing I love to do with 
goat's meat, yeah. and that's um, it's a Greek dish called kleftiko. Yes, uh, which is so easy. Um, and so what it is, it's you should have your goat on the bone. Now you can make this with lamb. I don't like to make it with lamb. I prefer goat. Yes. And it's a really good meal to cook um, if you want to entertain, but you don't want to be stressed by cooking. So that you do like me. Yeah. So you need to, you know, have an oven that will sit at a low temperature for a long time. Ideally, a wood-fired oven. Um, I ha- did try this last week with disastrous results. I'll talk about that later on. You need to know how to use your oven, basically, and keep. I had lots of charred little bits of goat meat on the bone. Oh. Um, yeah, but you basically just put your goat's meat with with potatoes. So you've peeled your potatoes and you've got lovely potato wedges with heaps of garlic. Yeah. Um, I put a little bit of tomato in that and lots and lots of lemon juice and salt and pepper, heaps of olive oil. Yes. Um, now you put oregano in that and rosemary. I put a, just a splash of white wine as well, salt and pepper. And then you should seal that up with alfoil or if you've got like a, a French cooking pot, that will seal. And then that basically just goes straight into the oven like that for about at least four hours. Yes. And then um, then you just serve it with a salad. Yeah. I mean, some some recipes put feta in it. I don't like feta in it. Okay. And it's just really, really a lovely meal because it's like the meat, if it's cooked properly, it just comes off the bone. Yeah. But the potatoes have been cooked in this olive oil and mm. the meat flavour and it's just really beautiful. It sounds delicious. So what sort of goat meat did you buy or did you use for that? Well, a I went goat. to the um, butch, butcher, not the butcher, the butcher at uh, Larapinta and I bought some of his goat because he cuts his goat's meat a little bit bigger so you don't really small pieces and you want it on the bone because you want the flavor from the bone yeah okay so it doesn't have any onion in it it's just lots and lots of really good garlic mm. um i had that in uh in greece last year in an island called icarus yes and it, it was really great yeah and i had never tasted good kleptico until that point yeah okay I, I tasted it after that in cyprus and it wasn't that good it's just the thing which is you know you can get lots of cookbooks and you can you can follow the recipes but until Till you actually taste something within an authentic context, like we're talking about with cocoa today, yeah. like it's so different going into someone's house and them teaching you yes. how to wrap wontons and yes. they can say, no, no, you're not doing it properly. And it was really good watching Coco show us how to actually fold those wonton wrappers. Yes. And it's very different sort of having that experience. So you know, different in situ. to watching a YouTube video. Yeah. Or, yeah. Um, and then I had this amazing kleptico. And so for me, that's what I aim for when I cook it. Mm. Okay. I remember um, years back making a, a rack of goat on the barbecue, a sort of slow cooked barbecue type, you know, barbecue oven type thing. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, yeah, the, you know, the rack and a similar maris well somewhat similar marinade not the potato obviously but uh uh crushed rosemary and garlic and lemon and lemon juice and mm. bit of, yeah and just sealing it all up well in foil and sort of yep. slow cooking just incredible it's really good really really delicious yeah basically making like a marinade paste on the on the goat on the goat yeah on the goat so you can do but that with a, a leg of lamb or yeah. a leg of goat yes. as well i have yeah. tried others since similar sort of you know with a whole leg or different things and it's i sort of had a little bit hit and miss results always always completely fine and edible but sometimes more delicious than others yeah. um, but certainly you can buy the diced goat pretty readily here yep. with, with or without the bone. Um, better flavour with the bone, I yes. think, is the general view. But but also then you've got little bits of bone to deal with. Yeah. Uh, now, you can also buy a whole goat. Yes. Would you buy a whole goat? Probably not. I, I don't mind the idea of it at all, but I, do, I don't have that many friends. Or maybe I don't, um, you know, want to do entertaining of 
that many people. But you had a chat to, so to Bradley speak. about the about goat. Just yeah. just the general concept or general Bradley you know, from Milner Meats, yes, I should say. Just that general thing of you know how uh, popularity of goat meat has has skyrocketed in the butcher scene, and of course that's great for them. I think probably the the increasing multicultural mix in our springs has had a um, you know the, largely the, the reason for that. Apparently, the certainly the Indian community are buying goat a lot, and I know you can buy a. Uh, you know, a goat curry locally at one of the yep. Indian restaurants, a black, the black pepper goat curry, which is delicious. Oh, wow. So, yeah. What about the African community? Yeah, and I think oh, that's right. Also definitely the African community. And obviously, as far as I'm aware, you can't buy goat meat, you know, from many takeaways or, you know, food stalls from the African community. When we were talking about that the other week with Laurie May, does that food stall have any meaty products? It's all vegetarian. Which food store? Well, I remember we were talking about the, the Saint Ethiopian. Phillips. Yeah, okay, Ethiopian. Yeah. Oh yeah, I don't know if it's but they goat would eat curry goat. or is yeah. it all vegetarian food? Maybe. No, no, no. They've got okay. meat curries. Meat. I'm yeah. just not sure what type of meat yeah. curries they were. But many years ago, when I was running the Bush Foods, um, mm. what was it? The Bush Foods Festival as part yeah. of the Alice Springs Festival, where we had different restaurants in town that had to cook either wild or bush foods yes flavors of india made a goat curry yeah and i remember them they used like a black cardamom which i'd never seen before and it was it was without doubt the best thing that had been cooked in alice springs during that particular festival yeah okay yeah. maybe they still have it on their menu they may well have a goat curry i think but i don't think it's that yeah. one i don't think it's great but the one the takeaway near coles or yeah. the that place has a black pepper goat curry, which I've oh really is it good. Yeah, well, I've mm. had it years ago and yeah. I thought it was great. But just, just so you also know, just to bring it back with the goats' milk show from last week, that yes. they are different goats. So some goats are bred for their milk, yes, and they're quite separate to the goats that are bred for meat. So we're not just milking goats and then killing them. They are a separate breed, or they're the goats that have mm. been. Um, you know, nurtured and grown for different purposes. <laughs> Rita, I also made, uh, you can buy goat's offal um, from Milner Meat. Or well, I keep liver? I can keep mentioning Milner, but probably any butcher. Yeah. That There's only there two is only butchers that one in town That's now. where I go. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so I've been buying offal meat uh, for my dogs for quite a few years because I, I think it's, you know, it's great nutrition for them. And goat, I like to, you mm-hmm. know, to buy them uh, healthy offal meat that if I can. So the goat I've been dicing up heart lungs liver and kidney uh, for Ooh. quite a while for yep. quite a few years on and off um and in yeah uh, esophagus and other bits and pieces but that's i've seen that in the section that you know i guess i get the view is not necessarily for human consumption type freezer uh, but just recently i noticed just by chance in the in the meat section in the in the normal you know retail part of the butcher uh, a nicely packaged tray of goat liver and I thought ah oh, I should make some pate because I have periodically made pate over the years I think it's excellent nutrition sort of Chinese medicine good sort of blood nourishing um, good nutrition so I thought as we're on the goat theme I'll make a batch of goat liver pate and I don't think I've done that before I've, I've done it quite a few times with turkey liver from Afghan traders the free range organic turkey liver but yeah I gave it a go with the goat and I thought it was pretty delicious um, you can tell me what you think after yeah, i will um can you go through how you cook that? yeah yeah so i i look i'm a bit like we talked with coco earlier i'm a bit of a free-range cook so i don't have a recipe i've looked at lots of recipes as a base uh, so i know what i'm doing and then i just make it up however i want so different flavorings on the day but the basics would be you want to have uh, fry off the liver with other flavors and a lot of fat so whether you're using a butter or oil or a combination is usually what i use or i've tried with also with ghee so the whole combination of different fats that you can use of course 
course to fry off, but it's you know going to have a high fat content to to cook it and make it uh, preserve well and nice and rich uh, and fry off the livers. And I often use lots of mushroom as well, and just to sort of cut that meaty. So content. a low heat. Uh, no, I think on a good, a good, a okay. good hot heat. Yeah, so fry it all off. Um, onion, garlic, whatever you like, bit okay. of whatever um, herbs or spices. I like rosemary, or really just depends on what yeah, what my mood of the day. Bit of salt and pepper. I'm a bit mad chef. Throw it all in and sear it off. I do quite like to just for the sheer fun of it. Sometimes I pour liquid alcohol, alcohol on top <laughs> and set it alight just for fun. Uh, just because I figured out that you could, and I don't think it does anything to the flavour. Do you know that? That whole thing, that drama of, you know, flambéing something. Yeah. That's, it's part of the thing, I think, with pate, oh. but I don't know. I don't think it changes the flavour, really. Oh, to burn it off. They're burning it off to they're trying to reduce the alcohol content, yeah. is my understanding. Yeah. And it, yeah, I don't think it changes the flavour. Okay. It's just to get rid of the uh, the alcohol. Yeah. Right. I could be wrong. I nearly set fire to the kitchen once doing that, which uh, is it a, looks there's good. a tip for home cooks. Don't, don't do that. Don't flambe. put too much alcohol and don't set it alight immediately after you pour and it in the pan. And don't be drinking while you're doing that as well. <laughs> don't pour, set it alight immediately after you pour it in the pan because the flame gets quite get, goes quite whoosh if you're using um, brandy. Anyway, so yes, I... I I didn't use any alcohol in this one, but yeah, lots of fat. I used some butter and some olive oil and uh, salt, pepper, um, garlic, rosemary. I can't remember quite what else at the moment. 500 grams of liver and uh, at least 500 grams of of mushroom, a big flat. Wow. The big flat ones. Are you chopping mushrooms up finely or keeping them? No, because it all gets blended. Okay, so so even your liver is quite... Coarse. I just rough chop it. Yep. I just rough chop it so it's in sort of sizes that, mm. you know, cook well but not, yeah, I don't go to too much trouble. You want to take all of the sinewy um, flesh off, mm-hmm. the sort of like a connective sinewy and that mm-hmm. that can end up making the, the pate taste quite bitter. Okay. So you don't want that in there. It's not hard to remove. Um, if you're not into handling offal, then definitely don't attempt any cooking of it. Go, Don't go anywhere near it. Just buy it from the store or don't eat it at all. Yeah. And then I topped it with kachara, some bush tomatoes. Uh, so after you've cooked it, you've blended it? Yes. And pop have it you... All, let it cool a little bit, pop it all in the blender and yeah. whiz it up. That's Are it. You, do you recook it? No. So and do you put any fat on the top? Yeah, any? I tend to. If it's depending on sometimes the mix, if there's enough fat and oil in the mix, then once it's jarred up or contained yep. up, the the fat will rise up. Yep, the surplus fat okay, will so rise up. Okay, so just rises up and naturally. Create its own head. Sometimes if there's not enough, I will definitely put olive oil on top so that it's so that's nice and sealed. Because yep. um, I think once it's exposed to the air, the, it does darken in colour and also mm. the flavour changes. I think. It keeps better. Um, like you, when you buy it in the store, it's often got that jelly on top yeah. or the fat on top. So, And then you've put yeah. a little yakajiri or yeah. kachara, as yes. you called it, on the top. Yeah. Oh, yummy. Where did you get them from? I've had a collection. I've had a little okay. stash from years back. Bush tomatoes was, we're talking about? Yeah. or When I was a bush, bush food. Tanas. A bush foods uh, wheeler and dealer. Wow. Like you, Rita. Yes. Yeah, yeah I've still, still, got, still got a little stash. They go A little bit goes a long way with yes, the it kachara, does. or it does yeah. for me. With bush foods, yeah. Yeah. And how did you eat it? Uh, well, then I just do whatever with it. I, I do um, often enjoy it on toast in the morning with breakfast. Wow. Yeah. So and it's have you pretty, frozen it as well? Yeah. So yeah. I'll portion it up. I usually give some portions away to whoever's on their, my hit list at that time, whoever I think might enjoy it. I like to, you know, cook and share. Um, but also I freeze it in little, usually in little tiny portions. So yeah. That, because it's a little bit of pate goes a long way. And well, it's, it's inspiring. something that I'd probably only eat yeah. once a month or whatever. It's but not you know, if you've got people coming over and you're like, oh, yeah. I need something and I yeah. don't have nibblies generally. So, yes. Yeah. Well, I think I think pop, it's, it's got a little bit of a strong yeah. flavour, um, that being a goat liver. 
So, yeah. Can you taste, does it taste goaty? Uh, look, I wouldn't necessarily call it goaty, but definitely a, a stronger flavour than um, than a than a chicken or a turkey pate that I've yeah. made before. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Pretty meaty. But I'd love to know what you think. So, yes, I'd um, love to try it. We could pretend that we're doing that now, but I'll... I'll get it to Maybe you. on the show, the first show that you're not here, I'll talk yeah. about the tasting of yeah. it. Yeah, But that doesn't mean to say that we'll never hear from Beck again. Well, so for those listeners who aren't aware, this is Beck's last show here in Alice Springs. She will be checking in with me by phone over the next couple of shows. <laughs> or heaven knows how long. But I'd just like to say thanks, Beck, for sharing Kitchen Radio with me. It's been fantastic yeah. doing this show, helping me get this show off the ground. And hopefully you'll be back next year and we can continue where we've left off. It's been an absolute hoot, Rita. And thanks so much for um, humbugging me to be part of uh, part of your show and to get involved because no I just absolutely loved it. And enjoy Melbourne. I want to hear all about food in Melbourne. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay. Okay, let's go out tonight. It's a slightly controversial music choice, but it's from an album called Goat's Head Soup, which is actually from the Rolling Stones. Thanks for listening and uh, good night, Alice Springs. And don't forget to tune in next week. I'm not sure what we're going to be talking about, but it'll be be leaks. Could be leaks, could be anything. Okay, let's go out tonight with Angie. You've been listening to Kitchen Radio. Thanks for tuning in. 